Welcome aboard, Captain. Back to Star Trek Minute, a semi-daily podcast where we analyze, discuss, and probe Star Trek IV The Voyage Home one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. That would make me David Stoker. You are David Stoker. I am David Stoker. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Pretty good. I'm excited to talk about Minute 78. I don't know. You yeah. are? Yeah, sure. Uh, 78. Minute 78 starts with Kirk asking Uhura if she's had any luck. It ends a minute later with Jillian arriving at a suspiciously closed Cetacean Institute. Mm. Mm. Yeah, this yeah. is uh, we get like Kirk. Hey, yeah. No, I was gonna say Kirk still being little um, as uh, I'm gonna jump ahead a little here, mm. as Scotty would put it, um, a little bit of a snit, like he's being a little bit of a butt right now. Um, <laughs> Where he's obviously concerned about things, events that are happening. He is probably still mad at Spock. You know, Chekhov is missing. The, you know, he's got to worry about the crystals being seen, and he still doesn't have the codes, the transponder codes, for the whales. So he's got a lot on his mind. Yeah, I mean, but is this, is this more pressure? Is he feeling more pressure now than say when uh, the Reliant? Uh, came out of nowhere and blew up a ship and he was dead in the water. Um, I feel like I that was a more I, stressful moment, but he seems more oh, I think stressed that, here. Yeah. Oh, I think that that was a much more stressful moment, but he, he probably just moved to basic instinct of survival. Like, what can I do to survive and then develop the plan? Here, he's got a lot of unknowns. Like, he's got a checkoff is missing. Right. Is so the think- dilithium crystal thing going to work? Like, this is all theoretical from Spock. Like, they don't know if they can get the whales. So if they don't get the dilithium crystals, they get no whales, they get no home, and they don't save, you know, the world that they left. So I would say this is much more stressful in terms of many different things. With the Reliant, you had one thing to focus on, which was, you know, escape and, you know, prevent you know, from coming after kind of thing. Like your goal is like, get, get out of there, try to, you know, you're not winning the battle. You just want to get away. Right here. You've got, he's got all the, you know, he's got the chainsaws that he's juggling right now. And one of them's <laughs> going to come down and slice through his head. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> uh, I guess also to really in the, in the, and in the back of all this, I forgot, like in the back of all this, uh, earth is at stake. Yes, right. right. Everybody yeah. on Earth is potentially going to be dead if this mission fails. So I guess that's that is adding to his adding to the pressure, and probably also just the you know his plan is not going as well as he thought. So that's got to be a drag, right? You come up with this what you think is a good yeah. plan or a pretty good plan, and now it's not working. So you're like, oh, what should I have done differently? So he's second guessing himself, and yeah, well, I think that could put you in a snit. Oh, definitely. I think, you know, yeah, he had everything was working right. You know, they had a plan for the plexiglass. They had a plan for the whales. They had a plan for the reactor. So everything seemed to be moving right along. Or here we are having dinner, you know. And next thing you know, it all goes to crap. Like, the whales are leaving tomorrow. 
uh, Spock is uh, being a jerk about the end of Earth, so he gets in. Uh, you know, now Chekhov is missing. So right. they did as pizza. good as things look. As things looked probably five hours ago, things are now looking horrible. Wow. Okay. All right. You now you've. Uh... Ramped me up, and I am stressed out about this minute. So I appreciate you getting me into the context. You know, we're just watching, and I'm like, oh, okay. Now I'm, now I'm tense. I can feel it in my shoulders. I'm like, oh. So yeah. So Kirk, uh, we get like a like a half second of the of the Marines looking at dead Chekhov on the ship. Yep. Then we cut back to Bird of Prey and Kirk asking, "Who are you? Know, any luck?" Um, and Hora's like, you know. Nope, nothing. I, sh- I sh- never should have left him. Right. And uh, she and she feels, you know, she feels horrible. I mean, she's safe and sound on the, you know, the bird of prey, and he's he's missing. Like, so I would, you know, to her credit, she's doing her job. Like, she's not falling to pieces. Like, oh my god, I should never have left him. And, you know, like I think I would be. Like, you know, if I left you behind, I'd be like, oh my god, Chris is. I left him behind. He's nowhere to be found. Like that would be me. <laughs> Um, but she's, you know, to her credit, she's, she's, she's hunkered down and she's, she's searching. Um, you know, she feels a little bad, but Kirk, you know, basically says, you know, you did what you had to do, you know, keep trying, keep trying to find them. Like that's your goal right now. Right. Um, uh, I like, so Kirk just, I guess, frees her guilt. You do what did what was necessary. So, yeah. okay. Um, I like, I like this moment of Shatner or Kirk walking over to the uh, uh, control panel and like slowly trying to find the button to press. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think that's a nice touch. Um, I, I wonder if you know Shatner kind of ad libbed that. Um, right. Yeah. But uh, finally, right finds the right button for engineering uh, and asks, you know, give me an estimate on the crystals. Um, but yeah, that was a, I, I enjoyed that moment. Um, yeah, so he then asks uh, Scotty, says, "You promised me an estimate." Um, and then Mr. Scotty says, "It's going slowly. Uh, going to be sometime into tomorrow." And Spock is just sort of looking up at the. I'm assuming the crystal restructuring. Yeah. Um, while Scotty is talking to Kirk, uh, cut back and, you know, Kirk again, getting, getting mad again. Uh, that's not good enough, Mr. Scott. You got to do better. And, um, hands in the air. Yeah. His hands are in the air. He's, he's, he's upset at his crew. They're not coming through. Uh, the, um, I don't remember if we talked about this before. The, this is box looking up at the screen, watching the, dilithium recrystallize yep but the below him it looks like a the the, uh the panel there looks like a to me looks like a sick bay type panel just a Klingon version of it yep um did we talk about that before have we seen this yet i I know we've talked about a lot of the control i think we might have talked about it way back at the beginning yeah i'm pretty sure we talked about this okay so i just wonder if this is a if that's actually part of engineering or if that's you know is this uh bird of prey like you know it, it's engineering and the, their de facto right. ship sick bay or something so this is just a medical station too uh, uh it's possible it also could be a mobile you know it's a laptop and they just you know flip that open wherever they need to <laughs> okay 
uh, and then I, I'm going to guess then the signals we're looking at is the health of the dilithium. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, up in the, this, yeah, the screen, it. we see the dilithium spinning around very slowly. Right. Uh, uh, so Scotty, this my favorite moment of this minute is Scotty's line. Like, ooh, yeah. he's in a wee bit of a snit, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, that's very. Um, I, I would like to see more of that in Star Trek. You know, the, <laughs> you know, talking behind somebody's back. <laughs> talking behind Kirk's back. Right. <laughs> uh, you don't see that often. That's not. I mean, we, yeah. we know they're loyal. We know they all love each other, and you know they're um, they're like one of the best crews like ever. Right. Yeah. Um, so to, to, to see something like that, you're like, oh, okay, well, all right, they're all human too. And, and um, it, you know, as much as, as much as loyal as they are, they can still get annoyed at each other. Um, but yeah, and, and, and for him to and I guess there's a couple things I love about it. You know, one, that he says it, two, that he's saying it to Spock, and, you know, three, right, that it's, yeah. it's this Spock. It's, it's, it's our, you know, still mostly Vulcan Spock. Like, of all people to say it to, he's not going to get it um but spock's reply is you know, he's a man of deep feelings and it's i don't know if this is a, a pivotal moment in the in the in the movie of spock you know is he remembering like you know kirk's been getting after him to remember remember you know is he uh is he just is he just making an observation i think he's just uh, making an observation because obviously they just had the row the row back in you know, when he told him, did you have any feelings about that? You know, so he's basically saying he's a man of deep feelings. So the, so his response. Got a lot on his mind. <laughs> so you think his response is really just about the, what's been just happened in the in the last few minutes, say? Yes. Not yes. necessarily. This has been my observation of this man, Jim Kirk, who's right. been around since I came back to life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Still very true. Right. Right. Could not be a truer statement about Kirk. What else is new? <laughs> I think there you go. Um, yeah, and I think that's that's the last of the dialogue, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Next, we see we cut to the Cetacean Institute where Jillian is pulling up. Yes. Yeah. And man is watering one section of the sidewalk. Yeah. Why is he doing that? I don't know. I think there might have been a murder there last night. <laughs> murder. God. Murder. Could be the pigeons. She's always seemed to be scaring pigeons away with her truck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and I, I don't quite. I was trying to figure out the context of this. You know, she arrives and the the doors are locked. Right. Right. And I'm like, I assume that would be normal that the doors would be locked if, she, say, she was the first one there, right, in the morning. Yeah. Uh, but she definitely looks concerned that the doors are locked. Um, so you know. I'm guessing it's, is it maybe the middle of the day? And that's why she's like, uh-oh, this isn't right. I don't know. I mean, she obviously knows it's a new day. She knows the whales are going to be leaving. Maybe she came in early to, you know, say goodbye to them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe on her own where no one else was there. She comes up to the door. Um, you know, she just sort of looks in. She just has a weird look on her face. Um, maybe yeah. she expected more people there. Uh, maybe she expected, you know, maybe there was going to be an event that sort of corresponded with the, um, with the the whales leaving, and maybe she was like, "There's no one here. I'm the only one here. The door's locked." And then she goes in, um, and then pauses and sort of sees, I think, what her fear was. 
And then as we get to the very last second of the minute, we get the, you know, the music, yeah, the music, and then we see the empty tank. Right. Yeah, that's right, the music, that little music cue. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, yeah, there's people there. There's, I mean, there's a, there's another guy washing the, so more crime scene cleanup, I guess. He's mopping the, the deck. Mm. Um, but I always, I, this shot, I always try to have a hard time reconciling this shot. I'm trying to figure out what I'm looking at. Right. You know, and I think we talked a little bit about it when you, when we first see the, the whales in there. Right. And now you get a better sense of like, oh, okay. So it wasn't just that pool that they were in. They were part of. Right. Whatever else is on the part of the bay. Yeah. Um, but it's still kind of hard to, I'm still trying to figure out the logistics of it all. Like, well, there's a wall out there. There's no water left in the thing, so they just, you know. Yeah. So there's, yeah, I have boundless questions, which I think we can save till next minute, maybe oh. because um, I have, believe me, I have questions upon questions. Okay. All yeah, right. like you said, logistically, like how this is even possible. <laughs> All right. So you want me to save it then? Yeah. Let's okay. See. All right. Saving it. Oh. Um, then what else is it? Do you have anything else for this minute then? I don't. All right. Uh, nor do I. Uh, so, yeah, let's wrap it up. Um, folks, uh, if you would, uh, uh, we'd like to hear your questions, and I, I would like to know everybody's thoughts about this, about the tank, and what happened here. Um, so, if you want to do that, uh, why don't you head over to Facebook? And if you haven't already joined the Facebook, uh, join the Star Trek Minute Listener Federation. Um, we're talking about the movie. We're talking about Star Trek news. We're talking about also all things Star Trek. Um, love to hear from you. And uh, in the meantime, yeah, do that in the meantime. And we'll be back again on Friday uh, talking about Minute 79 of The Voyage Home here at Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye. Goodbye.